Welcome back to another exciting episode of No Quest for the Wicked Gentlemen. I have two very important questions for you. First and foremost, are you ready to rock? You know what? I am. Yeah, I Nervously, guess. though. Yeah. Uh, what? I think we're about to fight an evil god, so I'm a little I nervous. Don't know. We're, we're going to get munched? I well, appreciate the things coming out of the corners and all. I do, I do like it. Big Mouth going to munch us? More importantly, are you ready to roll? I'm ready to roll out of the way of this mouth that's about to munch me. Yeah, I yeah. feel like we just need to run at this point. <laughs> Slam circle button. Slam circle You're button. Just like, you know what? Knee's out, guys. We're done with knee. We tried. <laughs> what's what's another run. dead planet, right? What about the living planet we've been itching to go to this whole time? You guys are on knee, as you just mentioned. <laughs> um, you have found the Dahlia Black site uh, with the assistance of Vale and Quip, and also with the assistance of the Cannon. Uh, short jacks species you managed to infiltrate the uh, black site building uh, which is currently enveloped in this crazy dimensional field based on whatever the fuck they're doing in here is tearing time and space apart you were attacked by the hounds of tinderlos and now they have fled because something that is scared even them has appeared and it is a large purple humanoid shape that has crawled through these hallways and has pulled itself to the end of the hallway and is looking at you and has just told you that it's going to devour you munch me mommy okay says cody you've unlocked something in him can we can we find out what this thing is i before we decide to just fucking bail <laughs> give me give me a mysticism check oh that's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be darren you already know it's not cody I have it, so I will roll just, it. Just give a, I just give a quick slap on the back to, to Barrett. Um, that's, that's a six. <laughs> total? Or did on it, the boys? die? That's a two on the die, a six total. We did oh, it, cool. boys. Sweet. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Guys, I yeah, think this is spooky, bad, no good business. Does that, mean, does that mean we run? As you guys are looking at it and trying to discern what it is, you notice that Quip is, like, walking towards it. His arms like slack to his side and he's just just zombie walking towards it. And the face at the end of the hallway is now like pulling its cheeks open and has now stretched its mouth pretty much the length of the hallway. And uh, Quip is walking towards it. I grab Quip. Uh, yeah, he doesn't fight back. And when you grab him, he shakes his head and goes, was I, was I just about to walk into that thing? It, it sure looked like it. Should we all do that? We don't know what this thing is. Uh, vale runs to the front and he's like, I do not think that's a good idea. Yeah, me neither. Okay, that's good. Let's hit it. I, I tend to agree. We we hitting it? I'm like backing down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hitting it. We hitting it. As you guys are backing away, uh, the face drops its hands loose onto the ground and sighs and then begins sobbing. These... Oh tears that drip onto the floor and begin corroding away the metal and it looks at you and it says why won't you why won't you be with me and it reaches out one of the hands and it tries to to reach you but the hand when it reaches its natural extension continues stretching forward with a horrible cracking sound as if these, this sort of like purple spectral being had bones that were snapping to reach further out to you. Um, and it says, I just want to be with you again. Yeah, I think you have us confused with somebody else. Um, 
my apologies. I uh, did not mean to hurt your feelings. Um, I believe you should go back to where, you're, where you've come from. But make sure you feel those feelings. It's an important thing because if you don't, it's bad and your friends will be there for you. See, I'm, I'm glad we all learned something today. Yeah. Have a the- good day. <laughs> <laughs> and we did it if that worked the <laughs> spectral figure at the end of the hallway uh, the outstretched hand that's trying to reach you slowly curls into a gnarled fist and then slams the side of the wall denting it and then slams the other side of the wall putting another equal size dent and then begins just like slamming its fist around and smashing the shit out of this hallway and then releases this ear piercing screech of pain and torment and anger and then once again goes limp and begins sobbing once more and says if you will be with me I'll take everything I'll take it all. And once again, the mouth opens wide and begins doing almost like a Pac-Man style, like chomping and lunges forward. What's, what's, what's your name? Let's, let's start there. It's just screaming and chomping towards you now. Hmm. There's better ways to deal with your feelings than this. This is a pretty negative way of, let's just go. Let's go. I didn't even consider eating everything. Fight. (laughs) Are we are fighting? We, you want to fight it? I don't know. Can we fight it? It I don't, certainly what? doesn't seem tangible. It seems like it is like pure energy. All right. Um, yeah, let's run. <laughs> All right. I yeah, fucking yeah. yeah, I run. I put I put Quip up on my uh on my shoulders. <laughs> I don't know if he wants to be there. I hate to break the moment. I just can't stop hearing like the Kirby sound effect as he opens his mouth and it's just <laughs> cracking me up and <laughs> All I can hear is that burp, 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 burp of like Pac-Man. <laughs> we haven't done one of these in a while, boys, but it's a chase. Um, you guys begin fucking hauling ass back through these hallways, and it is doing sort of the same thing it's, it was doing with its fists of like slamming around, but this time it's its whole body, and you can see now its whole form. And despite the front half of it, the torso and its arms and its face are is this like crackling purple energy you can see the back half of it is a twisted mess of things you can see a uh, twisted like train car Um, you can see arms like stretching outside of the windows but they're not coming out of the windows they are attached to the glass of the windows you can see dead creatures you can see faces of of monsters and fish and you're pretty sure you can see a dragon wing in there and this whole back half it looks like almost like a like a snake that is completely made up of things all sorts of fucking horrible twisted things and if it's an inanimate object there are organic parts of it there's tendrils and wings and fins and arms and legs all coming out of it as if someone put together a stew of living creatures and inanimate objects and formed a shell and it begins uh, just crawling towards you, its mouth open, alternating between screams and sobs. And the first thing that happens is whatever this creature is 
reaches into its mouth with its one free hand as it's pulling itself forward and pulls out a glob of this purple energy and throws it in front of you. And as you turn the corner of this hallway, you hear as a train begins barreling down the hallway. I love all of this. I love every bit of this. I think it's a living nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You guys are going to have to give me some reflex saves, or I will also accept any ability or skill that you would like to use to avoid this train. Can I acrobatics to flatten myself against the wall of the... You know, the way there's usually a little room for a train? (laughs) <laughs> little room yes I, I know exactly what you mean but, um yeah there are the the doors have a just a about like a half foot indentation that oh you can God. try to squeeze into yes <laughs> i would love if the train just took out all three of us <laughs> that one no <laughs> like a quip on my back <laughs> just does quip get his own check uh nope now okay, cool. I can re-roll at a minus two. I don't know how devastating this train is. I mean, it's the train. You can't though. get worse than a nat one, man. No, I know, but I might need it for later. No, oh, just don't be. <laughs> yeah, don't hoard it. You may as well use it. You'll forget about it. I clearly did. won't. All right, I'm gonna re-roll. <laughs> I'm gonna re-roll at a minus two. Is this oh. with Jenny's ability? <laughs> I know that face. I know oh. that face. Oh. Now uh, just left uh, the room. Just so no, I'll just. Yeah, and I'll just walk away, which can only mean one thing, and it's another nat one. <laughs> well, at least which I, guess, I guess a, I guess a minus one because he's got a minus two. Just fucking hit me with this fucking train. <laughs> it's a minus uh, one. I, I have like say- I have fucking seventeen to acro. Oh, I have sixteen to acrobatics. Fuck cool. Duran and uh, Brian, what did you? Uh, do? I rolled a twenty reflex save. Nineteen. Okay. Re- Nineteen reflex. Well, only. Merrick succeeds. Oh, really? Okay. Damn, I was off by one. Cody and Duran, you take 21 points of damage. Merrick, okay. you take 10. As <laughs> Cody, yeah. <laughs> you try to press into this doorway, which should be enough, um, but your hammer is on your back, and you're not used to something as bulky as that, and it pretty much is half a foot so when you press into it you have to wiggle around and as you're wiggling around your shoulder and arm are out and the train fucking clips it and it feels like it breaks you see your whole arm and shoulder slide back out of socket for a second and then as you recoil in pain it snaps back in i know this is a dumb question but was there like a 10 minute rest period between the oh. hounds fucking off and our conversation <laughs> with kirby over here no, I'm guessing I believe not. Not. absolutely not fair enough, fair as enough. the just train checking. passes you you see that the back half of it really is just the front of the train which is the only thing saving you from absolute death because as you get hit with that initial impact there is then this trail of purple energy which seems to dissipate into nothingness and as the train reaches the creature that is chasing you it slams into it and then reforms into this purple energy and you are able to once again run down this hallway Uh, there are flashing lights and uh, screens are now on the sides of the wall you seem to be in sort of a another section of the facility and you can see that the the screens on the wall are like flickering there is something on it but you can't tell what it is because there's so much interference presumably by the energy of this creature it's it's a long straight hallway 
now with no turns about maybe like 80 feet away you can see a t-junction as you are running you once again hear the thing behind you say everything will go away so just be with me now and you feel a strong wind as a purple portal opens up at the end of the hallway and a gale force wind begins blowing into you. Uh, on the other side, you can see what looks like knee as if this building was never made and a blizzard happening. And you are now fighting against it with the wind pushing back at you with almost as much force as you are running forward. And I'm going to need athletic checks. please. Because this thing is chasing us and like in a way attacking us. Does this still count as sort of being in combat for me to stay in my Solarian modes just so I can get the plus two reflex bonus and Graviton? Uh, sure. I will say that this is a a dire, like, fight or flight moment that, yes. Nice. Okay, but I'm in Graviton mode and running athletics. So far, I've rolled two ones and a three. Well, give me that total athletics. 21. Okay. Oof. Oof. Okay. Uh, 16. <laughs> 32. <laughs> Um, Damn, Duren's popping off. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I had to jump back at some point. Duren's butt flexes so hard it rips through his fucking hard suit. Uh, <laughs> you see Duren drop down to all fours and begins like sprinting hard, and he is able to push through this wind. Cody, uh, you're a little slower because you have a other person on your shoulder, um, but you manage to buckle down and just power through it, similar to the way that you were able to push through Zane's gravity abilities. However, Merrick, the winds and the ice and the cold affect you in a way that you're not used to. You're a desert sun. You are not made for the cold. And you find it difficult to get a footing on the ground as this wind is pushing you back. And you feel the back of you begin to, the best way to describe it is unravel. As this creature gets closer to you, you feel you feel yourself being pulled and you don't want to fight it. It feels right. It feels like this is the right thing to do. And for a brief moment, you are considering giving yourself into this thing. And I need a will save, please. Good. The thing I'm worst at. That's going to be an eight. And do you have a Jenny ability? Uh, yeah, take 10 on a skill check, which I should have used for the athletics check instead of, uh, yeah. Dern and Cody, as you are pushing forward, you do a quick check to see how everyone is doing. And you see Merrick has now stopped and oh. turned to face no. this creature. And is just <sighs> standing there, the wind slowly pushing him forward. Can I try to, like, grappling hug him? Absolutely. <laughs> Hell Roll yeah. Hell yeah, man. I was just checking to see if I had a grappling hook. That's an 18. Against one. My KAC? KAC. I assume KAC. I rolled a fucking five. Yeah, my KAC is 29. (laughs) Unless he's so out of it that he counts as an unattended object. (laughs) He's definitely not an unattended object. Um, You try to aim your grapple, but the wind blows it to the side and it smacks loose against the wall and is uh, just kind of dangling, but also you can see it beginning to sort of like peel off from reality as well. I think I'm going to shoot Merrick non-lethally. Okay. Get him out of this. Going back is a bad call. 
but I think I want to do it non-lethally. I could probably take the, he could probably take the hit if we're all honest, but I'm, right, I'm going to use my Jenny ability to add five to this. Cool. And you're trick attacking him, right? No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Well, if you trick attack him, he will be flat footed. So if I die oh. here, the last things you guys will be, would have done is shoot me. <laughs> I mean, Hey, Hey, I got a 26. That does not beat my EAC. EAC. Ye- what? It doesn't beat your EAC. Dane, you gave us dope armor. I'm, I'm really tough now. <laughs> Now, is that factor? Wait, wait, in? I didn't add five. I didn't add my five. Oh, shit. I rolled a 15. I didn't add my five. So 31. it's 31. 31. Okay, that hits. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, Merrick, your, what is, what's your gun look like? Or like, what are you shooting them with? I'm imagine I'm pulling out my rifle for this one just because it has the sun ability. So just kind of like aiming through the storm as uh, he starts losing his focus. And you feel, where are you shooting him? Oh, right in the back. Like right in the calf. Like right. Probably. <laughs> I want I want this to hurt. I want it to hurt, right? <laughs> Great place <laughs> to like, shoot someone during a chase. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fine. Merrick, you're looking at this swirling purple void inside of this creature's mouth, and you haven't felt safer than you have looking into it. And then you feel a sharp pain on the back of your leg, and you hear Vale yelling out and being like Merrick, now is not the time to get lost in the swirling void. Um, and you are back into consciousness. Run! Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, he doesn't exist here. Space Jesus Christ. <laughs> Space Jibo. No, Earth Earth exists. Jesus is probably somewhere out here. No, you're right. All right. Space Jesus. Wow. The portal at the end collapses and the wind dies down and you are able to keep running forward. As you get to the edge, it throws another one of those globs and as you guys are running it creates this huge like metal shard and you realize it's the wing of a plane that has been shot through the side of the wall bisecting the two halves of the hallway and it separates the three of you and quip and veil so you end up going left and they go right and there is this huge plane wing that is stopping you from getting to one another. And on the other side, you hear Quip say, keep going. We'll circle back and find you. Just just stay safe. Let's move. That, that Okay, we'll see you soon. All right. yeah, see you on the other side. Oh, this is all bad. You then see this creature uh, hit through the uh, this wing, and it also bisects itself and splits into two. And then as it sort of curves the corner of your hallway, it begins reforming into a smaller version of itself. Why did it have to be an evil god today? Like, why couldn't it have been a whale, a beached whale from another dimension? Why are we fighting an evil god? Why couldn't it be other dimensional friends? That would be nice. Or a sandworm. Maybe try call to this, see if it works. I don't think the call is going to work on this one. No, just adjust the call a little bit. All right. It it's might work. As you say this, you see it once again, reach into its mouth and it begins pulling out a familiar creature, a friend. And it is a sandworm. Oh God. And it's getting, it's bigger than the creature itself. So its jaws are once again opening and cracking. Despite the fact that it is energy, you hear things ripping and tearing and crunching and cracking as this sandworm gets out and barrels down the hallway behind you. Um, how are you guys avoiding the sandworm? 
Actually, you know what? I think this might just be an attack. I think this sandworm is going to attack you guys. Uh, that is a 24 to hit all of you. Okay. We're, nope. I'm good. I'm in the clear. We're good. Clear. Okay, cool. Um, so it comes down, and it as it tries to bite you, you see that swirling maw of teeth all sort of rotating around and speeding up, and it goes to bite you, and as it does, it hits the ground and just splatters into purple goo. Oh, God. Good job, Merrick. You did it. Y- yes, that was all me. Very impressive. Cody, Cody does think you have magical sandworm powers because you've yeah. done some crazy shit. As you guys keep running, you notice that the screens on the wall are becoming clearer and are there's less interference. And you can see that there is a message on it. But at the moment, you still can't read it. It's still too fuzzy to read. Someone's trying to tell us something. Um, but you can tell that because this thing is now smaller, the interference that it's creating is less. Oh, no. Hmm. Do we have to split up on purpose to make this thing small enough to see this fucking message? So, wait, is it getting smaller every time it starts using its things? Like, the train came uh, out of it, and then it became a little smaller and smaller? No, it, it got smaller when it split off. Uh Oh, okay. All right, okay. let me know when we get to another fork. I think you're yep. right, Merrick. Yeah. I don't like it. You have reached uh, another uh, turn, another T-junction. You can go left or right, and you see there are arrows pointing and sort of guiding you, and one side says R&D, and the other one says shipping and receiving. All right, you two go to R&D. I'll go to shipping. Stay safe. I'm like sure about this. Bump. Yeah, it's it's my job. You guys, uh, that's where you need shipping? to be to get to the bottom of this Dahlia thing. I'll be fine. I fist bump Merrick as we... As we turn. I, yeah, yeah. I have two fists out, so I want one lower <laughs> and one higher. <laughs> the two fists. Let's do it. All right, we split up. Cool. So, uh, Cody and Dern, you hang a tight left down towards R&D. Merrick, you turn right towards uh, shipping. Merrick, your hallway is, you see that there's immediately a change in design it goes from uh you see the r&d in the hallways that you have been running through are a lot more advanced they're a lot more designed there's a little bit more style to it and there are those lights and uh screens on the walls um here it goes almost like pure industrial it is there's nothing fancy about it the metal itself is kind of rusting and it is just a pure dead shot, and you can see a set of double doors at the end of the hallway. Cody and Durin, this section of the facility gets real fucking weird. Um, <laughs> you look down, and you can see that there are things missing. There's just like parts of a hallway that don't exist, or it's a forest or there's, you know, uh, you can see that there's just a shit ton of water everywhere. Or um, at one point in time, uh, as you're running, you run through and the whole hallway is just on fire. But like a, you know, a 10 foot patch of it is just like a molten lava pit. And that is what you're going to contend with. Um, There is a uh, about 10 foot swath of molten lava that is just sort of bubbling and roiling around, but so are the walls and the ceiling. But it doesn't make any sense because gravity should make the lava at the top fall, but it doesn't. It's just a 10-foot round square of of uh, lava. How would you like to get over? Can I just grapple like the unbroken hallway further down and use that to pull myself through? Sure. Because then I only need to hit like a five, right? To Yep. 
I'll like roll I'll say five. it'll. I'll say you'll still have to do an athletics check to like jump, but I'll sure. give you a bonus. Okay. For well, that hits, and then all athletics. Cool. I'll give you a plus five for this. <laughs> Darren, what are you doing? Um, I think I'm just like I don't see any special thing that I can do to really get through. So let's just leap across. Let's just go long well, jump. Okay. With with um, my 38 athletics, can I grab Darren? You've already got fucking Quip. Oh no, Quip's split yeah, off. Yeah, I can take Quip's place. You cannot right. grab him. Let's do it. Let's do it. 22. You both easily clear this mm-hmm. lava pit, but as the creature behind you crosses through it, it falls into the molten lava and then pulls itself out, and it is now flaming, and it releases a gout of flame <laughs> as it screams, um, and molten chunks begin flying at you. Please give me reflex saves. Okay. Oh, thank God. There we go. It's- this is fucked. Finally rolling above a five, boys. Okay. Uh, that's a 26 for me. I got a dirty 20. Duran, you succeed, so you're not going to take <sighs> any damage because oh. <laughs> you have evasion. Uh, oh, I rolled like Garbo. Cody, you're only going to take six fire points. Okay. Damage. Well, I'm officially in my health. Uh, Merrick, you're running down this long hallway, your footsteps echoing with just the loose metal uh, flooring. And... This thing is now like slingshotting itself on the rough edges. It's grabbing onto the the sides of the paneling and just like launching itself and just like gaining really good ground. And then as you are running to these set of doors, which presumably leads to the shipping bay, uh, you notice that you're beginning to run on an incline. And then you realize that the whole floor is tipping And it's not just the floor that's going on an incline. It feels like that entire section of the building is shifting orientation to almost a 45 degree angle. And it's not stopping. And it's now this creature, instead of launching itself up, is now climbing as you are trying to not slide down. What would you like to do? I think from here, I'm just going to give it to her at the 45. I don't think I have any other option yet. Okay, I'm saving a couple of trump cards. Give me an athletics. Give okay. it to her at the 45. <laughs> My brain got... I can't tell if, we, there. I can't tell if we've become a dirtier or a more sports-based podcast. It's one of those things. I kind of want to name a drink after that. Um, go. That's going to be 24. You feel your foot slipping for a second, and you have a deep slide back and you can once again feel that pull but then you manage to get your solarium blade into the corrugated steel floor and manage to launch yourself up and you're able to grab onto the door handles of this shipping bay and as you grab them they swing open and uh, give me another athletics check as you try to climb into the bay as you are almost completely at a 90 degree up and down angle Uh, 27. Amazing. You are able to pull yourself up off this door and into the shipping bay. And you are now standing on the like back wall of the shipping bay as the floor is now the, the wall in front of you. Um, boxes and shit are falling and collapsing. And as this thing gets to the doorway and pushes itself up, a forklift comes and lands into it and it goes through its spectral form at the front but then it clips the 
tangible part of the back. And as it's coming up, you just see this forklift come through and it gets shunted down through the tunnel again. And it has bought you a little bit of time. Uh, Durin and Cody. How are these How are these screens looking? Um, they are still flickering. They're wavering and you don't have the time. If you, if you could stand there and look at it, you'd probably be able to do it. But there's so much shit happening and you're so focused on not getting burnt by these like magma cores that are coming launching at you. It's still difficult to read. Um, you have another T-junction in front of you. Um, this time it says um, dimensional uh, experiments and um, genetics. You think what I'm thinking, Cody? We got to split up. I'll go genetics. What? I think I'm thinking lure it to dimensions. This thing clearly doesn't belong here, right? Yeah, you do that. And I run right. Oh, great. <laughs> totally not understanding. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to I'm going to go motive. the other way. No, no, let's just do it. Let's do it. Let's go the My other sense way. sense motive is a one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, like <laughs> We'll just commit to the plan at this point. <laughs> Cody's like, "Yeah, good idea." And he just fucking runs right. <laughs> So you're doing genetics, Terry, you're going dimensional experiments? Sure fucking am. Perfect. Uh, you split off again, and uh, once again, this creature gets to the T-junction, and with a terrible screech, it pulls itself apart. This time, the that like tangible back half of it, of stuff, um, begins ripping and tearing, and it begins chasing you in two different directions. Merrick, in the shipping yard yeah or the shipping bay you see one of the screens you're pretty much like standing on it because it's on the wall and it says i can help you follow the signs and then one of the screens further off points in an arrow at one of the doors yeah i'll take i'll I'll, i don't care if it's a trap i'd rather die by a gun than die by this thing so um, I'm going to need athletics checks as you have to climb your, like, sort of monkey bar your way across the shelves that are fastened to the wall. That's going to be a 22. Uh, perfect. That is enough. You manage to get to this door. And as you get to the door, instead of having to open it, it slides open for you. Nice. And this time, uh, you once again see this creature has now climbed back up and is grabbing shit and picks up a like rips one of the shelvings out of the floor and fucking throws it at you um but you're able to get into the door and it shuts behind you and there's a moment where you fall off to the side because whatever has happened here in terms of orientation has reverted back to its normal Mm -hmm. side so you went from standing on the wall to like hitting the ground and now it is everything is oriented the right way and you see these signs, there are arrows pointing down the hall and to the left. All right. Cody and Durin, as you split off, you see those signs begin to get into a clear enough image that you can read it during this moment. And it says, I can help you follow the signs. And once again, all the screens turn into different arrows. Which arrow do we trust? I sense motive. <laughs> no, I'm going to follow the I'm gonna follow the arrows. There's a part of me that wants to that wants me to not follow the arrows, but I think in the moment do, Dern will do what Dern does. I know, and I I can't tell what's the the Terry chaos and the distrustful Dern at this moment. So I think, uh, you know what? I'm gonna let a D. I'm gonna let the dice decide for me. I'll follow. I'll follow the signs. Okay. 
As you are running, you notice that the hallway is beginning to twist. Mm -hmm. And not the whole thing, but it's twisting like, like someone turning a rope, if you know what I mean. Two different directions, and they're going in opposite clockwise directions as it twists. But it's also getting smaller and narrow. And you are beginning to feel the walls touching your shoulder and I need an acrobatics check to squeeze through as the walls of this hallway begin constricting you. This feels like a nightmare. No. You no. Get? It's a nat one, Dane. What is with today? Unless that's a seven. Ones. Nope, that's a nat one. <laughs> you that is a... are scrambling through, and tight spaces aren't foreign to you. You're, no. you're used to getting through these. But then you feel hands coming out of the walls and grabbing you and suddenly there's one on your your ankle just as you're about to clear it and it pulls you back and then there's one that grabs your shoulder and then your wrist and then one that grabs around your throat and over your face and mouth and you can feel yourself beginning to suffocate and struggle against all of these weird different hands coming out of the walls and then they manipulate you so that you are turned around as that creature that is chasing you slows down and begins slowly walking towards you. Cody, you are making your way, you're following these arrows, and then there is a moment of absolute frigid coldness. And you trip and fall because the building is gone and you are in the middle of the exposed tundra of knee and there is nothing around you and you stand up and you're in like knee deep snow and then you see the creature emerge out of a snow drift and it begins slowly moving towards you what would you like to do <laughs> knee deep I get it <laughs> Is there an arrow anywhere, Dane? There's nothing. It's it's as if this building has just disappeared. I'm gonna talk to it. <laughs> it's like, so wh why do you want us all to be together? Because if, if you tell us, maybe we'll, we just will. We don't have to do this whole chase. Because you seem really upset, and I don't want you to be. It stops and says, I'm so lonely. Me, me too. Until pretty recently. Then let us be together. We could be our own savers. Do you want to be my friend? Because I'm always open to having new friends, and you seem really interesting. I want to be your everything. <laughs> and it begins grabbing the ground and dragging itself closer to you, and it says, Everything was taken from me. All of me. Every me. And now I want it back. And I want the things I never had. And I want the things I'll never have. And I want the things that she had. And I want the things that you had. And I want the things that he had. And then there's a spotlight from above. And it is a Sononan ship. And over an intercom you hear, Stop. This is Sononan area. You are not allowed to be here. It's on the, the beast or me? It's on you. Uh, I raise my hands, I say I don't want to be here can you help me get out? 
and then everything flickers again, you're back in that building. The monster is nowhere to be seen, and you see those arrows now re-divert, and on the screens, the message says, your friend is in trouble, and the arrows switch direction, pointing back the way you came. I start running as fast as I can, which is pretty fast. Merrick, you finally get to where these arrows are leading. It is a room that just says extra dimensional experimentation lab. And there are, you finally get there and like arrows are pointing on either side of the door, like flashing. And uh, the light above the door is also flashing and they slide open as you approach. All right. Let's see who's helping us out. And as you walk in, you don't see anyone. It is a large open lab. There is a central column. It is a like a tube uh, that goes up and you see sort of a very similar purple energy, like sort of floating up and down, back and forth, almost like a lava lamp. And then there are all kinds of terminals and science stations everywhere. Um, and then there's a long table that runs down the middle of it. There's a bunch of machinery that seems to be suspended from the ceiling as well. A lot of them are filled with Uh, like are holding jars or containers or cages and stuff like that. And they seem to be moving around and being placed. And then there are these two robotic arms. They're like these long uh, little like pincer arms that are like pressing buttons and turning dials and stuff. But it doesn't seem like there is anyone operating it. And then one of the screens says, use this. What would you like to do? Sorry, all the screen says use this or was it pointing at something? Yeah, there's like a a terminal that says use this. All right, I go to the terminal. And when you get there, it flickers and you see a camera of Durin. Currently, he's now being like almost spread eagle. He's got his like wrists and ankles held up in almost a cross being held up for this thing. And Durin, the hand is right in front of you and it caresses the side of your face and you can feel your fur twist and harden and mat. And you feel safe. You feel uh, good. Please give me a will save. Okay. Oh, hey. Okay. All right. Um, I got a 25. You so desperately want the release that you're feeling from this creature. You know that this might be your chance at peace. And this might be... The ending that you will never get and that you probably don't think you deserve. But then you realize that it's false, that it's not peace and that it's a lie. And as you come to this realization, it recoils its hand back and it hisses at you. And it says, why do you fight me? What do you have here that is worth staying? Join me. Be me. I want everything. Why would anyone want to stay with you? (laughs) Damn. And she grabs the corners of the hallway and just screams at you. She's not attacking you or trying to do anything. She just screams. Cody, you turn the corner and you see what's happening. Merrick, you also see Cody on the camera as well. And a small little button lights up on this console. I I slam it. Cody's like, don't, don't. Don't take him. I'll I'll go with you. Okay? It turns around to look at you and says, I don't want you. I want 
everything as there is a rumble in the facility you hear a large boom as a wave of purple energy shoots out through the hallways and this thing screeches and the hallway that Durin is currently like tangled up in snaps back to its natural form. The hands let go and Durin, you are free as this thing is currently wriggling around on the ground and screaming. But you also see through the hallways that those other fractions of it are beginning to get sucked back into it. And you see that it is now beginning to reform into its full size. Oh, good. But the the arrows are still there because they haven't reformed yet, and you can follow the arrows. We don't have any other choice. Cody, just move. Get away from this thing. Let's go. Just start running down the arrow, following the arrows. And you get to the dimensional lab, and the door opens, and you see Merrick standing at a computer. And as you enter into it, the door slams shut again, almost. Because before it closes a purple spectral hand reaches in and the door once again tries to close, but this hand is now tangible where it was once spectral and incorporeal. It seems like this creature is beginning to take form. And then you hear a voice say, take that you stupid bitch. And the door closes again and it chops off the hand and it drops onto the ground and it begins wriggling a little bit and then it flips over onto its hands almost like a spider and then it stands up on two fingers and it begins to grow into the shape of a humanoid the bottom two fingers legs the palm a torso the thumb a head and the other two fingers its arms and it says I will get you one way or the other. Everyone roll me some initiative. Hello, Space GM Dane here to do the things. We're going to go now. I'm. We just have so much things to talk about. I'm going to stop saying that we're going to keep it fast. Or maybe I'm going to keep doing it because it pleases me. And if it's not about making me happy, then what is it about? First and foremost, we hope you're enjoying this episode. Second, I think this is the episode after Fan Expo. I don't know if we released one before or after Fan Expo. I don't think we did. But if you came to see us, thank you very much. If you came to our show, an even bigger thank you. If you're a new fan, I don't know how you got here so fast. And if you're one of those weirdos who starts at the most recent episode of a actual play podcast, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to have you. But what are you doing? You're insane. So let's go through things really, really fast. We have a live show upcoming this September 17th. It is a Sunday at Offworld Bar in Toronto. Tickets are free, but you do want to make a reservation because once uh, the seats are all filled up, we, we got nowhere place to put people. So head on over, uh, make a reservation ahead of time. You can grab free tickets at bit.ly slash offworldshow1. Reserving ahead of time... Uh, helps us because it helps the bar know how many people are coming. It also shows that people are interested in the show. So if we get a chance to do a second one, they'll look at this data to see like, oh yeah, people did come in for the show. So once again, if you're in the Toronto area or want to come visit Toronto for the show, it is a free show at seven o'clock 
September 17th. It's a Sunday at Offworld Bar in Toronto, and tickets are available for free at bit.ly slash offworldshow1. If you want to stay up to date with all that information, uh, live shows, streams, etc., etc., head on over to our Discord. You can find it at noquestcast.com. Click the Discord link. You'll be added in. People will welcome you with loving embrace and uh, warm wishes, and it's a great way to stay up to date on all the things that we're doing. Up next, I will be putting up the uh, live show from Fan Expo up on the Patreon. It will be available to everyone on the Patreon. It doesn't matter what tier you are. Everyone will have access to the live show. It was uh, gratefully recorded by the incredible people over at Fan Expo. Uh, they were amazing. They took care of all the tech side of stuff for us, and they they shot a three-camera professionally edited and produced uh, show for us, and we couldn't be happier, and we would like to share it with the Patreons. So once again, if you'd like to join, head on over to NoQuestCast.com, click the Patreon link, and subscribe to any tier. It doesn't matter. You will get all of the uh, live show. And speaking of the Patreon, we are trying to elevate the experience for people who want to support the show. Now let's put together a little survey that's available in the Discord in the announcement section. We would love to hear what you think and what you would like and what would get you to consider subscribing to our Patreon in terms of what kind of content you would be looking for and what kind of stuff you want in return for your support and your subscription. So if you have five seconds, uh, head on over to our Discord, click the announcements uh, section, and there should be a link there from Niall that you can fill out a quick survey. It takes, you know, like maybe a minute tops, and it would be really, really helpful for us. Anyway, I think that will do it for this break. I'm sure there's something I'm forgetting, but I don't know. But whatever, there's always next time, I hope. We hope you enjoy the rest of the episode. Wait, wait, did Cody make it in? Or I for some reason my mind has him on the other side of the door. No, no, you guys you guys have all, all right. made it in. Alright. I was with you. 19 for Merrick. 18 for Cody. 26. As the door slams shut, you see that purple energy once again. This time it surrounds the room. And you see the rest of the creature on the opposite side of the door banging to get in, but every time it hits. It recoils in pain and screeches, and now it stops trying to get in and is just sitting outside the door crying. Durin, you go first. Um, yeah, I will, I need to. I'm gonna pull back away. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm close enough to provoke, but I want to pull back away and I want to channel because I need some heals. Okay, I haven't got uh, to my health yet, just barely. Yeah, I know Cody is in his health. I'm four bit, points in. <laughs> all right. Well, you know what? Heal it because hey, I'll take that four. Yeah, no worries. 41 on those heels, so... Damn. Yeah. Make sure you're... I believe that costs a resolve point, right? It does, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Cool. That's your turn? Yep, that's my turn. Just moving away and, uh, like, focusing on the, an old wound and healing both myself and Cody. Cool. Then it's Merrick. Your turn. Oh, you made a mistake coming to our plane fully, you damn spooky man. Or woman, or whatever you are. Spooky ghost. Uh, Merrick's gonna go up and just hit it. <laughs> Um, you hear a voice say, yeah, tell that bitch. <laughs> um, that's a 19 on the dice. So that's going to be a um, 30 something. Uh, yeah, that hits <laughs> 34. Uh, that's going to be 20 
six points of damage. Cody, it's your turn. Uh, this thing has now, as it's like forming and and getting more into position, uh, you can see that it's like breaking its fingers at its joints to simulate elbows and knees. Um, the fingernails have grown out to deranged claws. They're sharp and razor thin, and they take the claw and they slice a small slit on the thumb to make a mouth. And a just like a black ooze begins pouring out. And then once again, poke two holes for eyes that open up into blackness. I was going to try to be friends with this thing, but I really don't think it's going to work. Cody, kill it. <laughs> Does the disembodied voice say anything to that? This thing doesn't need friends. It needs death. Um. Okay. <laughs> but also, we, we call things bees, not that other word you were using. Okay. I'm going to run forward and smack this thing with my hammer, I guess. Uh, yeah. I'm hoping that'll do it because that is an all 28. That definitely does it. Actually, why didn't I charge? Oh, well. That's a 25. Bludgeoning and electrical, if that matters. Uh, I don't think it does. No, it doesn't. You, how do you hit this thing? What are you, what are you aiming for? Oh, God, it's got to be the big creepy face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, you go and you just hit a big hammer into the face. But because it doesn't have any, like, it is just a thumb. Hmm. So you Still hurt quite a bit. Yeah. But like, there's no satisfying hit. It's like hitting just like a wall of flesh and mm-hmm. it doesn't even react. It just kind of like <laughs> just takes a, <laughs> just take a little hit, but like it barely <laughs> moves. It moves with like the, the impact of the physics of it. But no, there's no recoil of pain. And the voice says, you're right. I shouldn't use that word. It's derogatory to women. I apologize. I just hate this thing. I'm starting to dislike it too, sir. And... Now that it has a mouth, it begins singing quietly, almost like a lullaby, the way a mother would calm a child. And y'all are going to have to give me a will save, please. Okay, this is going to go well. Jesus Christ. You know, at least I got a heal off in this conflict, you know? Yeah, yeah at least Merrick can hopefully finish the fight. Oh, uh, my will not good. <laughs> If we all just fucking pass out. Okay. <laughs> uh, what did you all get, Cody? How, how's, a, how's a nine? Okay, Duran. Natural one. Okay. The ones. <laughs> Merrick. 18. Okay, that's a chance. That's a, that's a good, that's a mediocre chance. <laughs> Merrick, you're able to shake the noise of, of what's happening here because you realize that it's not it's not just a lullaby. There's something else underlying. There's almost a an impulse to move towards it, and you are able to not fall for it. Cody and Durin, you take 18 points of damage, oh. and you feel like you need to get close to this thing. Uh. Oh, actually, Cody, you don't uh, you don't take this damage. Just Durin. It is mind affecting. It's a emotion, mind affecting, and sense dependent. I do have my headset, but hopefully I don't need to use it. Oh, wait, sorry. You said I don't take that damage. You don't take the damage. Okay. It seems to want you close, and you are close, and that seems safe for you. <laughs> nice. Um, but Duran, you're taking that 18 points. Yeah, no worries, no worries. And and you, you want to get close to this thing. Yeah, sure do. Then, as a full round action... The three of you are going to have to give me another will save. 
Oh my god. It was a full round action? There yeah. we go. The first one was its aura. This no! One is- Terry, what the frig did you roll? Another one! <laughs> what is it? Fucking consecutive ones this session. What the fuck? You know when you put the dice in your hand, it's good to bounce it around a little bit, right? Oh, yeah, there, there we go. That's that's clearly my problem. Oh, good, it's a two. <laughs> yeah, Terry just places the dice down. Cody, what'd you get? 18. You understand what it means when it says it wants to be everything, and it wants everything. But then you see Merrick and Durin, and you realize that that's not what you want. You want to be you, and you don't want to do this thing. Durin. Yeah, what's up, man? Not only do you want to be close to this thing, you understand what it means. You want to be a part of it, and you are filled with an unbearable longing. Uh, You are going to take uh, 22 points of damage, and you are shaken. Okay, cool. Merrick, what'd you get? 23. Uh, You are also okay. You you feel this, this feeling of unbearable longing, but you are able to shake it off, and keep your focus. All right, we're back up to Durin. Um, shaken, so what does that mean for uh, for Starfinder? Minus two to a bunch of shit. Okay. I definitely need to do a heal. <laughs> I, I need to do a heal so bad. You gotta move close to it, too, though. I do, don't I? Oh, shit. You don't have to. Wait, do I not have to move close to it? You're, you're not, like, comp- you want to. Okay. Durin really wants oh, to, shit. but you but don't have to. Yet. Okay. I guess you're going to get damaged every time you don't. Okay. I'm going to heal first. That's the first thing that's going to happen. Okay. I'm going to heal for 19. Whoever took damage gets 19 heals. Use that resolve point. Yep. Don't worry. I got resolve for days. Resolve for days. Yeah. I'm scared. And I'm going to take a step towards this thing. Uh, How close are you getting? Halfway. I'll go halfway. Merrick, it's your turn. You can see oh, Durin oh, oh. walking towards, even though there might be some internal conflict, you can see that Durin is is making a move towards this creature. It is now sort of like slitting the webbing between the fingers so that it can have a little bit more range of motion. Ugh. And it's like, it's cracking its knuckles now to, to free up itself. And it's now just sort of like wiggling. <laughs> Cody, Durin, steal yourselves. I know this thing is, I, I felt its gaze, that concept of safety, of longing, of desire, but this is not that moment. Today is the day that we come to your senses and we kill an evil god. And I attack twice. Uh, first one is going to be a 20. That is not enough. Next one is another 19, sadly not a 20, so 31 this time. Yes, that hits for sure. But it's not a god. This, this is anything but a god. All right, we're killing, we're killing the devil. My much better dice roll this time. Um, 34 points of damage. How are you hitting it? Where are you hitting it? I'm trying to stop its weird evolution process. So whoever tries to make a new limb or something, I'm aiming for that to try to slow down whatever it's trying to do. It's like trimming a spooky tree. Yeah, you as it's like loosening up an arm, you you try to bury your your sword into it, trying to sever it. And you've, you've done a, a fairly good, but you do hit bone. And it's because it's like enlarged itself. The bone is denser and bigger than it should be for a normal arm. This was a regular person. You would have cleaved it like clean off. But there's something so grotesque about this that 
that it's it's whole physiology just doesn't make any sense. Cody, it's your turn. Uh, you're gonna have to give me a will save, please. Again? Yep. <sighs> so is it? It's mind affecting, right? It is. Yes. Okay, so I get a plus two, which I haven't been using. So that's a seventeen. Uh, yeah. You are able, you that alluring presence that it has, uh, you are able to shake free from it. The the headset, is that a flat plus two as well? Or is that only when I use it? Like It's only ones? when you use it. Um, cool, because I have one for being an android. Cool, so I can attack? Yep. Can I five foot to flank this thing? Uh, you can try, yeah. Yep, I have five foot. Um, as you get into position, you are not going to get a flanking bonus. Interesting. It is. Uh, it's like weird anatomy or something like that. It is I'm gonna, unflankable. I'm going to swing anyway. Oh, so such a beefy hit. And I don't even know if I'm hitting this thing. Save me, Cody. That's a 33. That is a beefy hit. No, sorry. To hit is 33. Oh, then yes. And that's a 27 damage. You managed to hit it really hard. And if it had a spine, it would be in crazy damage or crazy pain but you can see where you've hit it you can see blood pooling under the skin already it's turning purple and then black as you've done a a serious hit on this thing uh it is its turn it's just Duran who's gonna have to make me a will save please good shake good shake as merrick says i mean it's not much better 12 just remember will is my worst save so it's mine as well. <laughs> Don't probably Cody's. No, uh, for some reason, soldiers get Will and Fort. Oh, it's reflex is their worst save. Uh, you take 16 points of damage, Durin, as this is real bad. It, it hurts you to not be with this thing. I, mo- I moved closer. I thought that was enough. <sighs> You're not close enough. Nothing's going to be close enough for this thing. Nothing will be. And then as a move action, it's going to look at you, Durin, with its weird, like, smiley face that it has made for itself. And grotesquely, the corners of this, like, straight mouth turn up into a smile. And it just looks at you comfortingly with this smile. And you guys give me a will say, please. 19. Uh, remember, this is, you're taking minus two because you're shaking. 17. Well, at least if you go down, you won't have to be controlled anymore. It's true. It's true. Uh, 13 points of damage as it's causing you so much distress to not be with something that loves you so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you feel like you need to get closer. Oh, God. And then a a, a tongue almost comes out of this mouth. And just kick then, me when I'm down, Dan. Just kick me when I'm down. <laughs> it is so alluring. I, I understand why we're missing all these <laughs> all these saves. Uh, and then it, it does a big like lick 360 around its mouth. And then it presses its hands or its like weird finger hands against its stomach and presses hard and sprays. I guess it would be Merrick and Durin with projectile vomit. <laughs> it's the you happiest know, anyone's ever said those words. Yeah. 
I love it how Dane gave us all very fancy armor, and now it's mostly just like saving effects for the most most of this episode. Yeah, the only uh, thing this... we needed to hit you with was when we tried to shoot you. <laughs> uh, Twenty nine to hit that hits. KCM it hits. Yeah, and me too. Right? Yeah, it hits. It's. Yep. Okay. Remember when Duran joked about wanting more status effects? <laughs> uh, you take twelve points of acid damage, and then a will save, please. From all of us? Uh, just the two that got hit. Oh, well, so. my question is, uh, um, I'm down. Oh, Fuck. damn. What does that mean for my will and all that shit? <laughs> Death and dying rules, everyone. <laughs> Terry, I hope you've been saving your, your fucking resolve points. Uh, like I said, I have resolve for days. God, um, that's a dirty 20 for Merrick. Uh, you are good. You can feel a little bit of it got in your eyes. And for a second, everything goes fucking weird. The colors of the world begin warbling. And when you look at this creature, you see a beautiful woman. And it's a woman... Ooh, actually, I don't think you have seen her before. Wait, what? That was the weirdest thing you could have said. (laughs) The way you said that. I don't think you went there, so I don't think you saw her. Don't you take this out. There's a hottie in front of me. I don't know what to do about it. You, you, yeah, you see this beautiful woman in front of you. uh, And then... You're able to, you rub your eyes, and once again, you see this sort of fucking shitty, creepy hand monster. Um, <laughs> it was shitty. <laughs> it's, it's terrible. It's such a weird, I'm like, it's a fucking piece of shit, man. <laughs> you hear the voice say, hey, it is a piece of shit. We call it a piece of S, sir. Uh, Durin, do you want me to give you a will say for this one as well? or No, no, Duran, you are unconscious. You sure am. Don't need to worry about this. Uh, while dying, you lose one resolve point each round at the end of my turn. But I believe you can spend a quarter of your level in resolve to stabilize, to stay in the fight. Uh, I believe it's a quarter of your total resolve points. Equal to one quarter of your maximum um, resolve oh, Minimum points one, maximum three. Maximum three. Okay, so I'd use three resolve points to get up. On my turn, though. That's, yeah. you know. It's your turn right it's, now. It's your turn right now. Uh, I will stabilize. I will use my three three resolve to stabilize. I am still at zero. I am still unconscious, but there's still enough in me to not leave this world just yet. So that we all know, I'm down to six resolve. Cody and Merrick, you see Durin hit the ground. I think for the first time, right? I think this is the first time you've been no, knocked out. No, the assassin. Oh, right. You, yeah, you go down. You see Durin hit the ground hard, and he's not moving. You can see he's still breathing, but... Uh, he is he is completely unconscious. It is Merrick's turn. Die, you evil witch! That's closer. Um, that's going to be a 21 to hit, Casey. That's it on the money. Poof, sick. So the first attack is going to be 27 points of damage. Once How again, Merrick's... Kill it? Oh my god, Merrick's angry. He's just furious at this thing. This whole combat has been a nightmare. Its whole existence is gross. Durin's been affected. Uh, Merrick is going to like take multiple, like I'm going to start like cutting off limbs of it and then I just want to stab it right in the middle as I say, die you evil bitch. Evil B. Sorry, you hear evil the voice B. go, yes! <laughs> uh, as I sort of pierce it. Yeah, you manage to just almost Zorro style like cut off its like two arms and then its fucking legs and then as it drops down to knee level, uh, you just take its head right off and it flops down and turns into that weird purple goo. Uh, I run over to Durin and I stab him with the like healing 
gun that we have. That was like okay. ultimate betrayal. I just stab him. <laughs> <laughs> A sacrifice to the evil god. <laughs> uh, that is 12 HP. <sighs> are, are you okay? No. No. no I, it hurts a lot. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts a lot. I'm so sorry. You're like bleeding from your nose and your ears and your eyes. Yeah, it's pretty gross. It does not look good. It doesn't. Who are you? Yeah, Where are what, you? What's with this disembodied voice? I was going to get mad that you said a disembodied voice, but I, I'm here. And one of the machines that are on the ceiling lowers down one of those jars, and inside is this thick blue liquid with a red ball, and the ball floats to the front of the jar and says, Hello, I would say nice to meet you, but this is terrible circumstances. Is it terrible because of the hand monster or because you're a ball? Are you always a ball? Technically, I'm all of the goop as well. Oh, okay. Uh, I won't break the jar then. Oh, God, please don't. Cody puts his hammer back. I'm Merrick. This is Cody. And this is Durin. What is your name, Mr. Balling Goop? Do you want more syringe, Durin? I can can probably heal heal a bit. Oh, hit him with the syringe. Don't Don't waste your willpower. Only nine this time, Terry. Sorry. It's Dr. Zelfus Gelto. All right, Zelfus, um, you work for Mezo? Yes, I was his chief R&D scientist. I heard it was. Yeah, what's that all about? Well, it's hard to be a chief science officer when you're just a floating jar of liquid. Oh, so you weren't always like this. Oh, no, no, no. I was I was once a, a person, not a human, but I was, you know, a, a form and not a liquid. What happened? Well, we we played with forces that weren't exactly forces that we should play with. I tampered too much with the dimensional field, and there were consequences. To be fair, you're the best goop we've met so far. I don't know how many goops you've met, but I appreciate that. One's very evil. Well, I would like to think... I mean, objectively, as a man of science, I would say that perhaps I, I dabbled in a little bit of evil when I took this job, but... I I greatly regret it. Do you know Alpha? Um, I, I what does that mean? Mezo's son, Alpha? As far as I know, Mezos doesn't have a son. Okay. I kind of look at the boys, I'm like, sorry. I, I'm going to roll know, a sense motive. Had to ask. I can't imagine the negatives you're taking for sense motives motiving <laughs> just goop. It's a 15. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, I, there's no reason to believe that he's not telling the truth. Yeah, okay. And he says, I mean, if Mezo had a son... I would imagine he would be quite integral to to what he's trying to do here. Is he what, trying wait, to? What do you mean by that? Is he trying to bring back his wife? Wow, you are quite astute. I never get anything right. Wow, guys, I'm smart. And you see those like uh, two pincery arm things slide over from the machinery on the top and begin tapping away at a computer really quickly, and then a screen appears, and you see Project Dahlia in its completion. And it is a chamber that is connected to an Eris reactor and is hooked up to some other shit. There's like other stuff that you don't quite understand. And there is a woman inside the uh, life support chamber. 
Is she a pretty blonde woman? It looks exactly like that woman that you saw very briefly. And Cody, it looks like Helena, who you saw in the garden. Hmm. All right. So he succeeded. She's here. I wouldn't say that it was a success. No, uh, he brought many of her. That's a really weird way to phrase that. She, he's trying to pick out Helena's from different dimensions. And what what happened to the others? Well, he points to the <laughs> thing outside that is currently crying. That Oh, hmm, wow. I kind of thought, but there was a lot of chaos and, and so much magma that, yeah. Um, the thing I don't get about this, um, Mr. Goop, I imagine there's going to be a lot, but yes, I'll do what I can to explain. The main thing is, why did... Why did Mazo have to go so hard down this route to bring her back? With his money, there's got to be a couple divine figures in this universe that he could have paid to bring her back. How'd she die? And that, like that, he, you know, that the divine couldn't be used. That is the thing. And once again, the little hands tap furiously on the computer, and it pulls up um, a medical document, and you see that the cause of death was a incredibly rare disease. She had a dimensional sickness. It was something that could not be cured because it existed in more than one place at one time. So we could treat her. She was able to get some sort of treatment, but unless we cured all of her everywhere, she would always die. Dane, I love the concept of this, by the way. Fuck, that's wild. And does this life support system work? The life support system wasn't to keep Helena alive. It was to form her so that when he brought another Helena in, that she would be able to survive until we found a cure. However, when we opened the gate, Mezos's desire, his love, pulled too many. He wanted to cure them all, so he brought them all. So every version of Helena that's conceivable is in a giant slug monster outside the door. Yes. And now we're able to stabilize a few of them, but the rest went mad. They realized their own existence, their own infinite possibilities, but also their tragic loss of pain. Because with every triumph that one succeeds at and and experiences, they also experience an equal amount of loss and pain. And that sort of influx of emotion and experience is enough to shatter any psyche, let alone the psyche of every conceivable person in reality. Oh my god, I hit Alpha's mom with a hammer. If it makes you feel any better, it wasn't his mother. mm, Yeah, maybe we don't tell him that when we find them, for at least a bit. All right, first things first. Vale and Quip, are are their comrades, are they safe? I was able to lead them to safety as well, yes. And once again, the computer taps, and a screen pops up, and you see uh, they are currently in a a very similar room that with the door locked, and there's like that purple energy field around the room as well. Dane, are the little hands elf hands? Elf? Elf hands? Never mind. Oh, no, 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 they're not. They're uh, they're literally, like, robot hands, like, okay. from the computer. Yeah. So, um, why help us? Well, if I don't, I mean, this was, a lot of this was my fault. I was, the, like I said, the chief science officer on this project, and 
uh, we tampered with things that we should not have tampered with, and now we not only threaten everyone's life here, but also all of me, and potentially uh, the very fabric of reality of of all of the world. The the witch warpers you guys took, where, where are they? Are they okay? Yes, I mean, last I knew they were. And once again, the, the screen flips back to the Project Dahlia, and now that you've asked that, you realize that those extra containers all contain a other person. And Zelfus says, in order to get the dimensional pull we needed, we needed people who were attuned to dimensional instability. And in order to do that, we needed to channel their power together. But one person is certainly not strong enough to cross the barrier. These people are are able to tap into other dimensions and realities momentarily, briefly. We needed a sustained contact to other dimensions. And for that, we needed many. And we needed the strongest. How do we shut all this down? That is where I would need your assistance. Unfortunately, I cannot do anything remotely from here. But if I were to be brought into Project Dahlia itself, I would be able to interface with the computer and shut it down. And that is what we need to do. However, Mezos will not let that happen easily. This is his last chance. He does not get another opportunity out of this because the main catalyst has dried up. He's here? Mezos is on site? I mean, he was. Is the robot? Oh, Mr. Mr. Hayden Wire? Yeah. He rarely goes anywhere without him. Obviously, you're about to piss Mezo off. I'm sure you have put two and two together that we're people who infiltrated this base, so obviously we're not fans. If you're okay with taking that risk with us, we'll do it. I mean, I don't have much to lose. If I do nothing, then I will be torn from reality and the universe will be ripped asunder. All right. It's a pretty good reason to do anything. Give us 10 minutes and then we'll go. (laughs) Definitely, yeah. It's like it'll take 10 minutes. Um, If... Where is Mazes right now? He's got to be doing something something to make the situation worse. He's hooked up to Dahlia. What does that mean? It, well, in order to pull the Helenas from other dimensions, he needed to be linked with the Witch Warpers so that they could connect and empathize with his love. He was hooked up to the machine so that he could connect to the other Helenas. You said the catalyst was almost dried up. Does that mean Mezo doesn't have it in him to go again? No, no, he was he's the emotional component. The uh the catalyst itself is a uh, a vial of liquid. And silver liquid? Taps up on the screen and says, "Yes. It's a vial of Valai blood." Where did he get that from? I presume the Valai. But they're all gone. Well, Mezos worked quite closely with several of them during his time on Earth. He was Part of the Eris shuttle program, and uh, during that time, he might have taken a sample of two. But now that the Valai are gone, this is his only chance. The the Helenas he has now are the ones he's going to get. So if the project fails, he's out of options. Um, do we still have our vial, or was it taken? I can't remember. We still have it. Yeah, you still got it. I'm assuming we can't just pull the plug on this, right? And it, there's probably some sort of way to shut it down, right? Getting you there. Yes, it's a very volatile project. I mean, it, you could just pull the plug, but doing that would risk the stability of of our dimension. And like I said, universe asunder. 
So I need to go in and make sure that I can shut down the necessary protocols and run through the safety precautions to make sure that when I shut this down, we don't erase our reality. And also for the safety of both Mezos and the uh, poor witch warpers that have been taken. Witch warpers, yes. Mezo, we do need him alive. You're right. Yeah, he has some questions he needs to answer. I don't... Now, I, I will say he... He hooks it up to he, but he he's not dependent. He's not stuck there. He's not helpless. He might not be hooked up to Dalio when we find him. He might be elsewhere. But I, I want to make that clear. He he does hook up to it in order to try to find more Helena's. But that I believe he's he's done all that he can at this point. Okay, let's take a second and mend, and then we'll get going. We should uh, reach out to Vale and equip. Let him know what's going on. Yeah. Let's see if we can get them, guess, all together. Can we open a comms to them? Yes, give me one second. And the arms slide around and, and tap a bunch, and the console that had the security footage that Merrick was looking at flicks over, and it's uh, Vale and Quip chilling in a, in a room. Hi, hi guys, We're, we solved the purple monster for now. We also found Amara. Uh, vale perks up and says, you found her. Is she safe? Uh, somewhat. That is not exactly the most confident answer, but I will take it over a no. And Quip stands up and says, what about Query? Did you find Query? We're assuming she's there as well, yeah. We're assuming they're in the same place. We're assuming they're all there. They're they're all hooked up to this machine, and we gotta go stop it, but it's gonna probably be dicey. So I guess let's rendezvous here or somewhere and go together. It's gonna be a bad and sticky situation no matter what. Why you gotta say it like didn't that? Didn't mean though. to do that. I 100% Why you, why you did gotta not say mean it like that, Darren? Ooh, <laughs> say it slower next time. <laughs> More sensual, please. You see Quip and Vale are like visibly excited and they seem to be like, they almost high five each other. There's like a, like a, a moment of both of them don't want to be <laughs> that exuberant and certainly not that friendly with each other. But uh, you can see that this news has, has greatly lifted their spirits. And Zelfus says, I'm able to uh, do another pulse in just a moment that will uh, disable or at least put the amalgamation into a state of panic. And and we can clear the hallways. They're not too far. It will give them enough time to get them here and rendezvous. Um, and I will say they need about 10 minutes to recharge this, this dimensional pulse. Uh, so you can use this as a moment to regain your stamina. Fuck yes. Make sure you take your resolve point out. Dane is oh, yeah. desperate to take our resolve today. <laughs> I know. That means there's going to be a resolve puzzle later or something. I do need to heal some more, but I... I, I can assist with that. I have experience in the medical field. The little arms zip over to a cabinet and open it up, and uh, uh, there are three Mark III healing serums. Just take, I just take a fistful and just, like, stab <laughs> right in my arm. Uh, how many D4, D8s is that? That is 6D8. All right, I'll just, I'll take one, at least. Um, and I can also uh, administer a bit of first aid as well, and he will... Uh, cool. I was at, I had seven health damage. Should I just imagine, assume that's gone by something? Uh, yeah, you should, because, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, you're healed 20, Dern? Perfect, I'm, I'm good. Zelfus is uh, using those surprisingly nimble and dexterous like robot hands to uh, stitch up some of the wounds and has applied like a burn pad to the caustic wound from the acid and has uh, has patched up pretty well. Um, so did you use any of those serums? If not, uh, I did use one of them. I did use one of them. Then you can uh, you can take two Mark three healing serums. I still I have a Mark three. So 
Okay. I have a Mark III, a Mark II, and a Mark One. Yeah, I do too. Cody, are you from a different dimension? I'm getting really worried about how no one knows Alpha. I got what? that vibe too. No, I'm I'm from here. Look at me. I wiggle my fingers. I but, uh, does the fruit of the looms have a cornucopia in your where you're from? <laughs> There's no such thing as a cornucopia where I'm from. Because it makes no sense that we found someone close to Mezos. How long have you worked for Mezo, Goopman? It would be about sixty years or so. That would be just after I got like yes, around the time that Mezos disappeared. Was that 60 years ago? Yeah. Oh, Alpha's dead of old age, Cody. I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Cody gets very serious. He's like, don't say that. I'm sorry, Cody, but this is funny. He's very strange. He'd be like 70. That's not that old. To be fair, Mezos has been around for much longer. So yeah, Mezos is like 120 something. Yeah. Just it's so bizarre to me that not even like no one, no one's known. Uh, people have known, but yeah, Trunt and Izzy have both acknowledged Alpha's existence. They just weren't able to talk about him. But why invest so much in getting your wife back and do nothing at all about your son? I I don't understand it. I don't know what's happened. That's what's killing me. It doesn't make sense. Someone should know. It should be on the internet. It should be. It should be something. Why keep him a secret? Even if he, you know, died. Oh well, how did she get a dimensional disease? Maybe. Alpha got sucked to a different dimension or something. The cause of it is is still quite a mystery. We're not entirely sure how she got it. And uh, I will say that it is a, a unique case. We have never seen this kind of disease again in anyone else in the universe. Someone fucked with something. Do you guys have a file on Asin anywhere around here? I don't think I know that name. A uh, man with... Silver liquid powers that's been all over the news, probably in a way messing up your plans. Yes, 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 yes. Um, as far as I know, he he just seems like a, a terrorist. I, we didn't really pay any attention to him, but I, I'm aware of him. I've been tracking his progress. What about Cody? Are there any records on his construction, his purpose? That's me. Do you know me? Zelfus stops for a second and goes, well, uh, let me check. And he goes over to the computer and taps a bunch of shit. And the system opens up. There is a file named Cody, but it's an acronym. And it's C.O.D.I. And it has been redacted. Fuck. That's it. That's a... What does Cody stand for? It's a, it's a Y. Pretty sure it's a, <laughs> it's a Y. <laughs> Have I spelled my name wrong this whole time? Uh, maybe, Cody. <laughs> it would be on speed for us, to be fair. It would seem like there was a Cody um, at some point in time, but for whatever reason, those those files have been erased. So probably only Mezos has access or any copy of what this could be. Okay. If it hasn't been completely wiped, but yes. I think we need any chance you could recover it, Dern? Probably not from here, if, unless are these files on here or the raw on here, or is it just copies? As the door slides open, Vale walks in and says, I think I might be able to do something about this. And walks to the front of the computer and begins tapping away. And as Vale is working, they stop for a second and they say, whoever erased this, whoever made sure that you could not see this, did it so well that I cannot get it back. I was really hopeful for a second. Someone who was maybe a super genius? He would, you would have to be quite smart to pull this off, yes. So, maybe Alpha himself. Maybe he did it to protect me. Let's go with that. At this point in time, it's all theories. 
I think we just need to go and, and save our friends and, and then we can maybe find Mezo and talk to him and he'll he'll tell us. Maybe maybe he's not evil. Maybe trying to get your wife back. I get it. I'd try to get Alpha back. Yeah, but the sins you commit along the way don't make the end goal good, no matter how just it may seem. That's fair. And that is the lesson that I unfortunately learned. I was I thought that perhaps this could be used to help people, and now I know that sometimes Pain is just something we deal with. That's been the theme of of this last adventure. <laughs> Let's go. You can't put this off any longer. Well then, give me a, one moment to prepare one final pulse, and uh, I will guide you to Project Dahlia. You guys have a moment to discuss anything if you would like. Uh, the charge does need to reset, so you have a bit of time to kill. If you're fine with, we can just skip to when it's ready. Yeah, but I'm good to go. I just, I just want to do one thing and just give a Cody a slap on the shoulder. I'm like, I'm glad you're back, buddy. It's a lot to feel. I'm not 100% glad I'm back, but I well, thank you for pulling me back. I need to feel it. You're right. Whatever's going to happen is not going to be easy, so... I'm just glad you're back, though. I'm glad you're okay. That was scary for a moment. <laughs> I'll be fine. Okay, let's do this. As friends. Yeah. Pat all the shoulders. Eric, you ready for this? Always. All right, gentlemen. Get ready to run. And the little robot arm hovers over a little button. As the door opens, you can hear the clanging of the amalgamation further down. And then Zelfus hits the button. You see that pulse of purple energy once more, and the signs light up, guiding you to Project Dahlia. Let's go. And you guys haul ass. You run. Um, there's finally a large chamber, and you recognize it, especially you, Durin, because you've spent a lot of time in these kind of chambers. Mm -hmm. You now realize that this base has been built around an Eris shuttle, because Whoa. this is the door to an Eris reactor. And as you open it up, you see the site of Project Dahlia, a large life support system that you've seen. Uh, despite the fact that the, the blueprints you've seen have had it lying down, this is upright. And there are four containers, I guess, tubes that are frosted, but you can see the shapes of four people inside them floating in this bluish green liquid tubes running into uh, the Project Dahlia life support system and inside you can see the shape of a woman on the peripherals of the room and this is a like a, a rounded room like uh, uh, chambers are for the Aeris reactors you realize that there are no walkways there's no places to stand and there are no terminals. You can see that there is a terminal system and a, a window from above that is connected to it, but this room decidedly has no corners. Interesting. You can see it. You can see Project Dahlia's currently um, right in front of you. Perception, wherever that fucker wire is. Yeah, also, not great. 23. 13. 21. You guys look in and you can see that there is pretty much nowhere to hide in this room. Um, but I will say what you do notice is because there is no no walkways, you can see that there is a, a very thin, hard to see field in front of the door. And you could probably guess that there is no gravity in here. Cool. Oh, shit. All um, right. I guess we need to get up to that terminal, right? Yep. That which is outside the room, right? I'm assuming who's carrying the jar? You got all the arms, bud. 
All right, I got the jar. <laughs> okay, so you've got Zelfus. Cool. Vale says, I'm getting my goddamn sister. And they run and jump through that field and just sort of like float at like a missile to the tubes and begin looking into them and trying to like see in and then pushing to the next and is and is looking through the tubes. And Zelfus says, we need to get up to the control panel and then we can start disabling it. Okay, let's go. Let's, let's push up. Yep. Okay. And the we need to go from outside the room to get to the control panel, right? No, you got to go through the room. There's like a door oh, okay. into the... Cool. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, yeah, I'm going to push off. Sh- should one of us stay with Vale and, you know, make sure they're okay? Well, Quip wants to find Query anyway, so... Yeah. They're they're both like trying to see into the tubes. They're they're smart enough to not be like ripping shit out. Like yeah. they know that's dangerous. They're just trying to figure out which tube has yeah. uh, Amara and Query. As you get to the door into the control panel, you're able to open it up. There's no sort of like protocol or anything for it. It seems like Zelfus has disabled a lot of it, and uh, you get in. And once again, the the gravity like stops or, or resumes, and you're able to walk into it. And Zelfus says, all right, gentlemen, um, put me on that console right there and uh, attach this to my uh, uh, container. And a little uh, slot opens up in the jar and there's like a little cord, like a USB cord um, that you can (laughs) plug into. This tech is bonkers. uh, That you can plug into the terminal so that he can interface with it. He says, "Let's, uh, let's save reality, shall we? Let's do it. Let's do it. As you plug in the uh, Zelfus's little jar into the terminal, you see a bunch of like protocols and stuff opening up. And then the door to the room that leads out to the facility slams shut and an alarm begins going off with a And Zelfus says, oh no, this isn't good. Um, hold on one second. And uh, more things like screen after screen after screen is popping up. And he says, um, gentlemen, I do believe we've um, made a, a slight error here, and it looks like I've breached the dimensional field, and, um, well, it looks like we're going to have some visitors. As you see Project Dahlia in the middle begin rumbling and shaking, and then you hear a glass crack, and Vale and Quip from inside the chamber say, Uh, guys, this is, um, not looking good. What the hell are you doing up there? You're gonna get him killed! As the Dahlia glass shatters, as the shards float weightlessly through the air, you see a woman fall out, lifted up by the tubes and cables that she's attached to, and then the four tubes shatter as well. And you see Query, drained, and hooked up to tubes, one going all the way down through her mouth, and the three other witch warpers, including Amara, as Vale shouts her name as they see her, and they are now free, and you see them, and they look bad, and then their eyes open with purple light, and in unison, they say, We will devour you. <laughs>